0: Hi there, this is Ella Starr with your Key Races and Bets podcast for Saturday, December 18th, 2021. As always, this Key Races and Bets podcast, as well as the companion park, the Key Races and Bets blog, brought to you by mwager.com, Amwager.com, A-M-W-A-G-E-R.com. Amwager.com is a great, completely legal online wagering site open to residents of most states and covering most tracks in North America as well as the rest of the world. Go to AmWager.com to find out more. If you're not a member, if you are a member, or if you're not, you can also get the Key Races and Bets blog by clicking on How to Bet and Hello Stars blog at AmWager.com. Just a note that next week's Key Races and Bets blog will be for the races on December 26th, Sunday, December 26th, the day after Christmas, covering opening day at San Anita. You should be able to get them early in the week as they are drawing entries early. But remember, next week, Key Race to Bet's blog will be covering Sunday, December 26th. But this Key Race to Bet's blog covers three fantastic betting races at Gulfstream Park on Saturday, December 18th. And last week, we had a really good week. We hit two out of three, unfortunately. Didn't hit all three, but we got four to one and seven to one on our top picks in Two of those three races. We're going to do the same thing here, starting with the Sewanee River Stakes, race five at Gulfstream on Saturday, December 18th, with a post of 154 Eastern. It's an awesome betting race with a field of 12 going a mile on the grass. The horse I think can win is Alms, with a four for eight career record, all on grass, including three straight wins in the second through four starts of career, including two grade three stakes just like this one. She almost won the Grade 3 Appalachian Stakes in the summer of 2020, missing by a nose and a head on the wire. Then something went amiss, and Alms was away from the races for nearly 16 months. She returned at the end of October this year, and in a sprint which was nothing more than a prep getting cobwebs out. Moving up considerably just three weeks ago in second start off the layoff, Alms missed by a neck in a non-graded stakes on the grass, at fairgrounds at a mile and sixteenth, which will turn out to be a key race. The reason I say that is the winner in that race in eleven horse field was Breeze Rider, and she was the only horse to have come back since. Breeze Rider won the My Charmer Stakes one week ago and easily by almost five lengths. Oms is only the second horse to come back out of that race and is sure to improve markedly as well, and she's already a multiple grade three stakes winner. She gets red hot Louis Saez for the first time is the one to beat. Shifty Shee has won 6 of 10 in her career, including 3 of 6 this year. The first of those was at this mild trip at Gulfstream in the non-graded powder break stakes. Then she won the Statebred ginger punch stakes before 3rd and 4th place finishes. The wins came with Gonzalez in the saddle, although I read Ortiz Jr. rode her subsequently. Those were her two losses. But when Gonzalez got back on for the grade 3 Noble Damsel in October, Shifty She returned to winning form. Shifty She appears to need the lead and may get pressure from Princess Causeway and potentially others, but she has a better post than the other speed types, and she didn't come from off the pace under Gonzalez to win the powder break, so the pace scenario is not a big concern. Keeper of Time and Princess Causeway have a bit less probability to win as compared to Oms and Shifty Shee, but their odds make them worth the risk for inclusion in exactly play at the very least, and possible for a small win bet, particularly in the case of Keeper and Time. Who opens at 15 to 1? Keeper of Time won at Group 3 stakes in April in a field of 15 and an 80 to 1 odds, getting up in the last jump to win by a head. Then she imported to the US and moved to the strong Brendan Walsh Barn. She ran well, especially after four months off, to be third of nine in the risk of her stakes at Saratoga at this mile trip on the grass, her first ever two turn race. After a really poor effort a month later, perhaps coming back too quickly, Keeper of Time rebounded to third wall wide from a very poor post in the Glen Cove stakes at Belmont in October, where she was beaten a neck for second. With Tyler gaffleone getting on here with a very strong half-mile workout, actually a pair, right, no, best one, 47 and 6 tenths, best of 27 coming into the race, Keeper of Time could easily run a lot better than her double-digit odds suggest. Princess Causeway has won six races a career, just like Shifty She, but in 19 starts compared to 10. However, Princess Causeway's 3-for-11 record on grass, what really matters, including a win, a second, and a third in four starts this year. The best of those came in a Stakes Quality Classified Lounge race in October at Keeneland, where she led from start to finish and beat a couple of nice horses in Dominga and R. Baby Ruth. Like Keeper of Time, Princess Cosby put in a very strong turf workout, 58 flat. Best of 23 coming into the race and must be respected. In the Suwannee River Stakes, race 5, Gulfstream Post, 154 Eastern. On Saturday, December 18th, the win bet is Om's at 2-1 or more. That is the first bet we need to make. A smaller win bet can be made on Keeper of Time at 92 or more. That's definitely called for. As I have much stronger opinion of Om's. I want to bet more to win on her, but with keeper of time likely to go to post at high odds, we can bet much less and win the same amount. That's where proportioning our bets comes in very handy. And that, in those cases, use something like a dutching tool. There's a free one at amriger.com, and that accomplishes our goal at no cost. A dutching tool lets us set the amount you, we want to win or the amount we want to bet. And based on the odds, our bets are proportioned accordingly. Amwager has a great dutching tool available, among many other features. Definitely worth checking out, amwager.com. We're going to play three different kinds of exactness here. The first is going to be arms and Shifty She over arms Shifty She, Keeper of Time and Princess Causeway. Then we're going to box arms Shifty She, Keeper of Time and Princess Causeway. I don't want to not have at least one combination with either of the two long shots on top. And then the last one's going to be arms and Shifty She over Alms and Shifty Chic, Keeper of the Time, Princess Causeway, plus, in a hurry, Classic Lady, Summering, and Sweet Melania. That's four of the horses to throw in there. Now we're going to move down to the Harlan's Holiday Stakes, Race 9 at Goldstream on Saturday, December 18th. This is a post of 3.59 Eastern. And as there is a decent amount of value in Race 10, the Fort Lauderdale Stakes, and because there's a single, only horse to use in the Harlan's Holiday to that next race, this becomes a race to get involved in, although only six horses are in, entered. The favorite, 8-5, to five, is Fearless, who's not the horse we're going to single. Fearless has a 4-3-1 record in 10 races, including the Grade 2 Gulfstream Park Mile in February, but that was a one-turn mile, not the two-turn mile 16th of this race. And although Fearless finished second in the Oakland Handicap at 9 furlongs in April around two turns, he didn't make up any ground nor did he win third in the Pimlico special in May, that makes me believe he's vulnerable to a long front run in this race, and that is mighty heart, who although opens its second choice at nine to five, should be a lot lower in my opinion based on his probability to win if he gets the early lead. Mighty Heart just won the Grade 2 Autumn Stakes at Woodbine last month and so was dropping to Grade 3 off a of win. Unless you think he can't run as well on dirt as he did on all weather, he proved that not to be true when taking the blame stakes with the same $150,000 purse as the Harlan's Holiday in May at Churchill Downs at 9 furlongs. Mighty Heart came from off the pace in the blame, but his best races have come when allowed to lead from the start, as when winning the Million Dollar Queen's Plate in 2020 and the Grade 3 Dominion stakes in July of this year, as well as the autumn. John Velasquez takes the call. and Mighty Heart runs the same race he did last month, he will not be caught, and he gets the rail. As for bets in this race, for a win bet, I'd play the same amount I would bet to win on Mighty Heart, but in doubles. And I think we'll get a much better return. However, if Mighty Heart is 9-5 to five or more, I would bet him to win. For the exacta, we'll just play Mighty Heart over I have a Jedi in South Bend. We're not going to play the exact of Mighty Heart over Fearless. It's not worth it. The double's where I really want to make money. So there's three sets of doubles here. The first is the one I'm going to play the heaviest, and that's Mighty Heart in race 9 with Atone in race 10. The second one is going to be Mighty Heart in race 9 with Imperator Atone, and Space Traveler in race 10. That's Imperator Atone, and Space Traveler in race 10, and Mighty Heart in race 9. I'll play that multiple times as well. And the last one's going to be Mighty Heart in race 9, With La Imperator, Renaissance Frolic, Analyze It, King Guillermo, Atone, and Space Travel in Race 10. That's what I mean by playing the amount you might bet to win and getting much better odds by using Mighty Heart in this race. We'll close it out on this this week's Key Races and Bets podcast with the Fort Lauderdale Stakes. Race 10 at Gulfstream with a post of 432 Eastern. Atone gets preference among a trio of contenders, the other two being Space Travel and Imperator. The reason for this is Atone has won two of his last three and finished second in the other, all coming shortly after being privately purchased from Godolphin and moved to the top barn of Mike Baker. His first start for Maker in August was interesting, as he pressed a fast pace while battling head and head with the leader from the start and until an eighth of a mile to go, but then faded to sixth. Next time September closing tactics were used, he ran one of the best races of career, rallying from 8th of 12 with a quarter mile to run before getting up to win by a neck. Facing tougher foes a month later in October, Atone rallied for second and improved to a very strong 104 Equibase speed figure, which he then bettered to 106 in his most recent race, winning easily by two and a half lengths last month at Aqueduct on the grass. Likely to be in third or fourth early, and with the ability to rally from far back as well, Atone should benefit from the fact that up to five horses may want the lead in this race. With very consistent jockey Jaramillo, who's won 18% of almost 1,000 races this year, in the saddle, and for a trainer or maker who gets his horse to hold their top form a lot of the time, Atone appears ready to step into greatest takes company post the upset by repeating either of his last two efforts in the Fort Lauderdale, and he opens at 12-1. to 1. Space Traveler has never run in a grade 2 race like this since coming to North America last summer. He was a Group 2 stakes winner in a mile in the summer of 2019, finished 4th in the Mr. D stakes, formerly the Arlington Million, in August, which is grade 1, before a huge run to end up 2nd to 10 in the grade 1 Woodbine mile a month later. Next, in the Keeneland Turf mile in October, which is formerly the Shadwell mile, also grade 1, Space Traveler put in a big run to be beaten just 2 heads for 3rd and 3 quarters of a length for 2nd. Those efforts earned 108, 103, and 105 echo based figures, which are some of the best in the field. Rested three months, Space Traveler put in an exceptional five-four-long work, 58 flat on the grass, eight days ago, to tell us all he's in tip-top shape. And as such, a small drop from grade one to grade two could just be what he needs to earn his first U.S. stakes win. U.S. win. L'Emperator has won five of nine in his career, including two of five since deploying to the U.S. in the summer of 2020. I think we can disregard the U.S. debut as it was on soft turf he obviously hated and led to a year away from the races. But since then, La has won two of four, the most impressive of which was his most recent race on November 19th by winning by almost three quarters at the distance of a mile and three sixteenths, which is very close to this mile and eighth. The effort tied his best career figure 105, so it's the same figure as Space Traveler earned his most recent race, identical to the 106 and 104 figures of the average of the 106 and 104 figures, a tone earned in his two most recent races. And that makes La Imperator a strong contender and rounds out a trio I feel have an edge over the other 10 in this field. Now, honorable mention has to go to some horses, which you heard me mention uh, in the Daily Doubles. And those are going to be Renaissance Frolic, Analyze it, King Guillermo. Renaissance Frolic has won 4 of 16 at Gulfstream, including the non-graded Mr. Steel Stakes in July with the 105 figure. He ran poorly at Kentucky Downs. Some horses just hate that course, so he could bounce back to good form. Analyzed it as one of two from Chad Brown's barn, the other being L'Imperator, he led from start to finish when last seen in a high level allowance race at Belmont, earned a hundred figure. But in the summer of 2018, when he was a top turf star at three, he earned the bulk of his $939,000 with big efforts in a bunch of stakes. King Guillermo has won one of two on grass, moves back to grass for the first time in two years since breaking his maiden in the second start of his career. That actually earned him a 105 figure, so that tells you what he can do on the turf. Two races later, he earned a career-best 110 figure when he posted a big upset in the Tampa Bay Derby. He finished second in the Arkansas Derby that year, then went off form losing badly in three straight, but after seven months off, put in a nice effort to be fourth after battling head and head for the lead in October. Now he gets Paco Lopez and has two sensational workouts, second best of 149 and the best of 140. So King Guillermo at 30-1 is sending all the right signals for a competitive effort. In the Fort Lauderdale, race 10 Gulfstream, Saturday, December 18th, 432 Eastern, post-time. I like a tone at 5-2 or, or more, but if we're alive in the, in the doubles, we may not need to make those bets. I would consider L'Emperator and space traveler at five and two or more, but that's unlikely. For the is we want to box atone and lapirator, and box atone and space traveler. We're going to split the favorites. This is what we did last week when making money with officiating and endorse, which paid fifty-five bucks. I'm going to play atone lapirator and space traveler over atone renaissance follic, analyze it, and king guillermo that uses the four long shots. And then I want to play let Imperator and Space Traveler overall. This is a strategy that won a nice bet last week at Turfway Park because you can't bet those two to win, but for a couple bucks you might get a long shot second. And last but not least, we'll play a Trifecta. Atone, La Imperator, and Space Traveler overall in second over Atone, La Imperator, and Space Traveler. This covers them finishing first and third, and you can win both this Trifecta and the exactas. And it's 50 cents minimum. This isn't an expensive bet. I want to thank you all for listening to this weekend's Key Races and Bets podcast. Don't forget, go over to com, Check it out if you're not a member. Even if you are or not, go to com, Click on How to Bet Nella Stars blog and get the written version of the blog. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you on next week for the races on Sunday, December 26th. Have a great Christmas and holiday week.